with your host, Dennis Beard. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. What is the work of the ministry? What is the preceding word of God by which every man shall live by? What is the present truth? We have a wake-up call. For most in the charisma, in the charismatic movement, have stated that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, served four years, would definitely serve a second term, and that uh, Vice President Pence would follow thereafter. And it came to a screeching halt. This didn't come to pass. Why? Well, it was God's will for this, that, and the other, and we back, uh, backpedal and uh, literally back up on what we said, and then we try to cover it up. The bottom line is the prophets prophesied. And if the thing comes to pass, saying, let us go after other gods, the Lord tried you to see if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. And that's even if it comes to pass. We have to see what is the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine of Christ. That's the bottom line. And that the devils are subject to you through the name of Jesus. Rejoice not, Jesus said. But rejoice that as much as your names are written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the world. That's the foreknowledge of God and his sovereignty in the calling. Many call, few chosen, and call chosen and faithful in that calling. What is the present truth? Well, the present truth is that when they prophesied, it was a wake-up call to show that their rock is not our rock. It's a false Christ. We have followed a false uh, doctrine of Christ for over two millennia. That's right. Sad but true. But the revelation of Jesus Christ stands sure. And those that know God will be strong and do exploits. Nothing has taken God by surprise. He hasn't changed his mind. He sets over the nations the basis of sorts. God has his will done in his sovereignty, in the sovereign will of God. So where are we now? What are you as the body of Christ called for? First thing, we have to make sure that we have the true Christ, the true rock. Because in Deuteronomy 32, this is not sealed up among my treasures, saith the Lord. For the Lord will judge his people. Why? Because he's separating the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane, and those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. And it's through judgment that he does this. All God's ways are judgment. And when his judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, the true Christ, the true Jehovah Tendishkinu, the Lord, our righteousness. And that's what he's doing now. In Deuteronomy 32, it said their rock is not our rock. Their rock Small case, R-O-C-K, is not our rock, capital R-O-C-K. For that man is God. The Son of God is the Father revealed. There is no second person of the Godhead. That's the first wake of call. And those that seek God with all their heart will find that true revelation of Christ on which the church is founded. The foundation of the church and which Jesus said he would build his church is upon that rock. 
That rock in Matthew 16 is the revelation of Christ. When Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now he says, Simon Barjona called him by his earthly name. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you shall bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. There we have the apostolic authority that was given unto Peter, who would then be the first preacher on the day of Pentecost, since he was given the keys to the kingdom. But notice that the other 11 stood up with Peter on the day of Pentecost. Matthias taking Judas Iscariot's place because it was prophesied that he would lose his bishopric and another would take it. And I witnessed all that Jesus had done. Matthias took that. Matthew was there. Who said in Matthew 28, 19, go ye into all the world, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you, baptizing them in the name of of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. The name, singular, is revealed. Jesus said in John 5, 43 through 46, I'm come in my Father's name. John 17, O Holy Father, I have manifested your name. Keep through your own name those that thou hast given me. I've lost none, saying with the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. I have manifested your name. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, riding upon the coat, the fowl of an ass, he said, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? There's only one Lord. One faith. One God who's above all. Father of all. And in us all. Who's in us? The Father. Who is that? Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now we're getting into the true revelation of the rock, the Christ. Now with that said, let's get into the work. What is the work of the ministry of which we're all called for? Now, if you're still believing in a trinity, please check our other podcast on Christ, the revelation of Jesus. Christ is God. He is that spirit. God is a spirit. Jesus is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3.17. There is none other omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. Jesus is that omnipresent God. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. The blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, who only hath immortality. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. To understand that, you have to understand how God himself made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2.6 God working salvation in and of himself alone. If you do not have that revelation, friend of mine, please check out the revelation of Jesus Christ. Christ, the true Christ, the true rock. It's many mentioned on our websites, sealinggodspeople.org, as well as our podcast. 
and on DennisBeard.org. That's Dennis Beard Ministries. Now, with that said, there will be a great move of God in revealing who he is. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave an a.m. to show unto his servants things. Those things are the things of faith because faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. And to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. That is uh, the sign, the seal. Signified it by his angel unto John. And we find that that is the words of the book of this prophecy. That is in the last days, the Bibliaridian, the little book, which those that eat and obey will be blessed and will be used in the work of the ministry. Now, with that said, what is this work of the ministry? What do you call for? Again, if you do not have that revelation of Christ, that is the first and that's the foundation. Without that, no matter how we build on that house, if we have the wrong foundation, it will fall and great will be the fall of it. Let's make sure we're all on the true foundation, the true rock, which has become the head of the corner, the stone which the builders rejected. Christ who is the Holy Ghost, who is in you now, who is the Father. Now, with that said, what is the work of the ministry? What are we called for? And that's what we'll be focusing on in this podcast. What is the calling of God? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus that we are all called for as members in particular. And he said, I gave some gifts unto men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. We find in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 on the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws, that Jesus said, Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. <clears throat> Jesus saying this in the days of his flesh, the greatest sermon on the mount ever preached by anyone by the Lord himself. God Almighty himself, manifest in flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the Father revealed, the express image of his singular person. There he said, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And then he ended in Matthew 7 saying, that not all say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Wait a minute. We're saying that no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. Jesus is the Lord. But no, no one can confess that and say in their heart that Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Ghost. It has to be revealed. And the Lord is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the God of glory, the Lord Jehovah, the Tetragrammaton, the yod Yahweh, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Elohim. And he said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Oh, my. Because they were born again. They had become little children and knew that he is the Father, calling him Lord, which is the Father of glory. But he said, even those that do have that revelation, if they don't go on and do the will of God, will not make heaven. They begin to profess unto Jesus. 
Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name, prophesied in your name, cast out devils in your name. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God in obedience. Why? Because you did not do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. We didn't do the will. So we have to do the will of God. And that only way we can do that is through the word of God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So therefore, we have to get into the word and seek God. There's four different levels of glory. We're going from glory to glory. To understand those four different levels, as we have said previously in the podcast, is that these four foundations are given to us very specifically by John himself in his epistle in 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14. And he says, I write unto you, little children. Now, we know in the word of God that there are newborn babes that desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. But in Hebrews 5, this first level of newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness and have need of milk and not of strong meat. Not a novice, lest by being lifted up in pride, he falls into condemnation of the devil. So we have to grow thereby. So the first level of growth is 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14. I write unto you little children, not newborn babes, little children. They've grown. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I write unto you little children because you have known the Father. Well, they have a greater revelation than just newborn babes. The little children know that he is, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the Father revealed. And that is a higher level of glory, knowing that Jesus is the Father. Just as he stated in John 10, 30, and my Father are one. Heis, one and the self-same spirit, a Greek word, not in union, whom, but heis, H-E-I-S, one and the self-same spirit. The Spirit of God is invisible. It's everywhere. Almighty and ever-knowing. Almighty God. But it's invisible. You go into heaven and there, you go into hell and there. But Jesus is that Spirit made manifest. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. That's a mystery of godliness. It's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. We find that in 1 Timothy 3.16 that God himself was manifest in the flesh. Paul goes on and says in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, that this mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Why did he hide it? Because he says in John 16, I have before spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time is coming. I will no more speak to you in Proverbs but I will show you plainly of the Father. Now, the newborn babes, these babies, have grown to that glory, which is Jesus Christ, is the Father of glory. Very simple. 
He is the Father revealed. He is that Spirit. Jesus Christ is that Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Well, how did he, as a man, work salvation if he's God? And that's the mystery of uh, how God himself made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant. And we know that the servant is God in Isaiah 43.10 through, through 17. Tells us very explicitly that he is that servant. He is that man. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer. So that is the first level of glory going from newborn babies to little children. 1 John 2, 12-14. Now, where are we going? What is the work of the ministry? Are the little children going into it? No. Because there is another level of glory that we must obtain in the body of Christ through faith in the leading of the Holy Ghost. What is that? Well, he said, John continues in his epistle, saying, I write unto you, young men, now, they're going to have a higher glory than babies or the little children. I run to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. You're an overcomer. And you're doing the will of God. We find that broke down for us in Revelation the second and Revelation the third chapter. Obeying the voice of the Lord God to him that overcometh. And he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. So now, right now, we're going from little children to young men. That's where the body of Christ is. Well, what is this great call? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Well, we have to search as scriptures. For in them, they are those that testify me, Jesus said. All of them, from Genesis to Revelation, is Jesus only. It is written in the volume of the book, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. Who? God himself has prepared himself a body. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me. Not of us. No trinity here, friend. Of me, Jesus said. So, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost is that spirit that is invisible, but a different function. Creator of all things is the Father. Who is that? Colossians 1, 16 and 17, Jesus Christ. Created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things were made by him, for him, and for his good pleasure. He is the Father. Well, then, who's the Word? Well, Jesus is the Word. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How did he do it? And God said, let there be light. There's the word. Is that a different spirit? No. That's the spirit of God in action. Doing his thought, plan, purpose, and will. That creation itself declares his eternal power and Godhead, which is one. Romans 1. He is the Holy Ghost. He is that spirit. That's the power office of the spirit. The word is the expression office of that same one spirit. The Father is the administrative office. The creator which is that one spirit. The Son of God is that one spirit that was invisible, now made visible in the days of his flesh. 
and the Son of Man is the kingdom office of that same one spirit. Now, regardless of what office it is, there is functions of that one spirit is still one spirit. When you have that, Christ is every one, every one of all of the functions of that one spirit. Christ is all. Through all and in us all. He is that Father. He is the Son, which is the Father revealed. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Son of Man. Now, with that revelation, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Matthew 16. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son of Man is uh, the Son of the living God, which is the Father revealed, one and the self-same Spirit. Now, we're on the real Christ now. And that Christ is going to lead us unto perfection, unto full maturity, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, unto a perfect man. So when we see Ephesians 4.12, that there, the gifts unto men, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints. That's the will of God. That we grow up into him in all things, and be not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. By doing this, we come unto perfection. And he said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Only those will be for the work of the ministry. What ministry? The Jesus ministry. Because in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, he said, and this gospel of the kingdom, this kingdom of God, the true revelation of Christ, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. That is the calling of the work of the ministry. Who will do that? Who will hear for the time to come? Oh, that they will wise, that they will understand or consider their latter end. Well, here we are. We're at the very time of the end. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. People running to and fro going, oh, what are we going to do? Evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. Jesus said they would. Mockers in the last days. Where, say, where they say, where's the promise of his coming? All things continue as they were. We're seeing this playing out in the nations now. All nations. And we wonder why? God said this would come to pass. The Antichrist will take it up and deceive many by flatteries. Not by force and all, by flatteries. Take the kingdom by flatteries. Then arms will stand on his part. And when he does that, he becomes strong with a small people. And he deceiveth the whole world. It's deception. Calling good evil and evil good. They will cast truth to the ground. They won't do away with truth. They will cast it to the ground. But truth will always prevail. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So what God is doing now is, is literally sanctifying his people so that we may be sealed in Revelation 7. That's what's happening. And we're sealed through the revelation of that word given to us through the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ, the Father in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, what exactly is the work of the ministry? Well, 
Now we see that Jesus, he is God. And he has called us for a total revealing of his glory as a perfect church without spot and without blemish. For whom he did foreknow, the foreknowledge of God, to them he did predestinate. Predestination is according to the foreknowledge of God. We still have free will. All that can, he died for every man, that all that will turn to the Lord Jesus Christ is not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Therefore, he tasted death for every man, be there boy, girl, moms, dads, regardless of what gender, he died for every person, every being on the face of this earth. He tasted death for every man. This is true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But who will hear for the time to come? We search for God with all of our heart, and that day we will find him. And that day has come upon us. That we, as the body of Christ, are to press into, press into, yes, press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What's that high calling? Well, it's not newborn babes. It's not little children because the children of the kingdom will be cast out. We have to come to full maturity because he's coming back to a church without spot and without blemish, perfect in all her ways, a perfect image of Jesus Christ for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? That he might be the firstborn among many brethren and those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. And then that them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So now we're focusing on that glory. What glory? Not our glory, but the glory of the Lord revealed in and through you, the body of Christ. Now, how do we receive this glory? How do we receive this kingdom? Well, it's not of us, not of works, lest any man should boast. Paul said, not be found. I've suffered the loss of all things, and who kind of a dung, that I may be that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. By the works of the law, no flesh should be saved. But the righteousness of God by faith. Now, faith worketh by love, and God is love. And grace reigns through righteousness. Righteousness, yes. The revelation of Jesus. The Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Tendishkinu. He is our Savior. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one calling us to this high measure. This high measure that even is a measure in Him. For He is our way, the truth, and the life. So what is the calling? Of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So therefore, knowing that we're to be conformed to His same image, how do we do that? We can't just go to church and have ice cream uh, suppers and chili dinners and, uh, and think we're going to make it. We have to literally continue in the word, growing up into him in all things, the things of faith. And how do we do that? Now that's what the pro- this podcast is focusing on. 
God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. It's nothing of us. It's all him. Well, what did God show forth in the face of Jesus? His glory. What is that glory? It is him. His omnipotence. His omniscience. His omnipresence. His power. His glory. His dominion. His dignity. His honor. It's all his. But he's bringing many sons unto glory. And he did that first by showing forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. We could see, touch, and handle of the word of life, which the word is invisible, now made visible, John 1, 1 John 1, verse 1. Taste and handle of the word of life. Therefore, we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. We are the body of the Christ. And he's called us unto a perfect image of himself. Because he goes on and says, he's shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, for what? But we have this treasure. This treasure is not hid among God's treasures, sealed in his treasures to be revealed in the last days. Of course it is. That's the work of the ministry. We find that in Deuteronomy 32. The Lord will judge his people. Repent himself of the evil. When he sees their powers gone, son, shut up or lift. Why? That all may know that he is God and there's not another. He kills, he makes alive, he wounds, he heals. I cause it to rain on one city and not on another so that they would seek unto me. Shall there be evil in the city and now the Lord God hath not done it? He does all things. Somebody said, no, it's the devil. Yes, I know. The devil is nothing but a, a saw in God's hand, an ax in the hand of God. He said, Saul, can you shake yourself? You're simply an instrument in God's hand. For good, not to destroy us, but for us to come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. So the Lord is that spirit. He said he's shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. We see that face. The lion, man, ox, and eagle. We see that in Genesis 3 after the fall. And he tells the first proto-evangel in Genesis 3.15 to the serpent, I'm going to put enmity between you, between you, serpent, and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Thou shalt bruise his head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Christ crushed the head of Satan on the cross of Calvary. Golgotha. Now that seed of the woman is the church. And he said at that time, Genesis 3, he placed cherubim, capital C, at the east end of the garden of God. Capital C, cherubim? Are these imaginary figures? Are there angels? No, not angels. It's Christ. Yes, indeed, Christ. To keep the way of the tree of life. Not to keep man out, but to keep the way. Who is the way? Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and life. How's he doing it? By the cherubim, capital C. Who are these? Well, it's Jesus Christ, but there are four faces of Jesus. God's shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, how do we ascertain it? How do we obtain it? Through him. And how? 
We simply believe the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of God, the gospel of the kingdom. And that simply is, there are four faces of Jesus. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. What's that treasure? In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You want the treasure? Then we have to seek. He said, I likened him to a wise man who built his house upon the rock, the true revelation of Christ. Why is God showing these judgments? Because we're off the revelation of Christ. We've got a strange rock. We've got a strange Christ, not the real rock. And that is explained to us in depth in Deuteronomy 32. And that Christ is shown to us in the New Testament in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. He's trying to get us through the work of the Holy Ghost in judgments upon the earth for one reason, for us to come to God. Hosea 6.1, the Lord, come and let us return to the Lord. The Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, which is only one, not three, not a second person. There's only one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One Lord, not two. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He's not going to leave us torn. He has smitten. Why? To show the power. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. Promise of God. In the third day, he will raise us up. The body of Christ. And we will live in his sight. We're in the third day now. If we follow on, if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. This is the morning star. I'll give him the morning star. And a rod. To rule the nations. As a vessel of a potter shall they be beaten to shivers. The Lord God, it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He wants it. It's his desire to give us the kingdom. And in that third day, he will raise us up. We will live in his sight. And if we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth, God himself, will is going forth as... Uh, the morning, he will come to us. That's the coming of the Lord, parousia. He will come to us as the rain. Now, he's already came to us as the former rain, Acts, the second chapter, in Shabbat, Pentecost, 57 Shebas, and on the morrow, seven sevens, 49, and on the morrow, 50, Pentecost, 50 days, and that is uh, the Feast of Pentecost. Now, we have to ascertain and obtain Jesus through those faces. That's revealed to us. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. What is that face? Well, we find that these cherubim, as we seek the Lord, in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, these living creatures by the river Kibar, and coming out of the fire, he sees visions of God, and he sees these living creatures coming out of amber fire, the, the hottest fire there is, the color of amber, and it has the appearance of a man. I wonder who the man is. Man is Jesus Christ. And they four had their four faces. 
How did God show forth his glory? In the face of Jesus Christ. How do we ascertain it? How do we have knowledge of it? Through the face that's revealed. Because God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And he said they four had their four faces. What are they? Well, the face of a lion. And they each four had their four faces. The face of a man. And each one had their four faces. The face of an ox. And of course, the face of an eagle. Three terrestrial, one celestial. That is a lion, man, ox, earth bound. And the eagle flying eagle that is celestial God himself now as we take a look at that we're going to see these four faces declared unto us just as God had literally determined predetermined it for our knowledge for our glory in him in Matthew Mark Luke and John the gospel of Matthew is going to proclaim Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah he's going to give his genealogy and it's going to be 42 generations. And each of these generations will be broke down, the 42, into three different segments. And these three segments are going to speak to the three seasons. Now, from Abraham to David, there are 42 generations. From Abraham to David, 14 generations. And from David to the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. Now, very important. From the carrying away into Babylon unto Jesus, who that, that Jesus is the 11th, not, not, I'm sorry, the 13th, not the, uh, not the 14th, but the 13th generation. So therefore, we have Abraham to David, 14 generations. David to the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. Carrying away into Babylon unto Jesus, 13 generations. Very important. Why? He said there of Jesus, 13 generations, who is called Christ, 14th generation. Or the 41st generation there being Jesus, the 42nd generation being Christ. Showing us that there is a body, the body of Christ, the church of the living God, that will proclaim that generation. That generation that shall be counted for the seed. What seed? The seed of Christ. That generation that will proclaim Jesus in the work of the ministry and this gospel being preached into all the world for a witness in all nations and then the end will come. Christ is that 42nd generation. Jesus is that 41st generation. And then Christ in us fulfills the last generation, which is counted for the seed. That is the work of the ministry. Not our ministry, the Jesus ministry. Now with that said, we ascertain Jesus in these four faces. In the gospel according to Matthew, he is a lion of the tribe of Judah. In the gospel according to Mark, John Mark, he is the perfect man. In the gospel according to Luke, the beloved physician, 
He is the ox. And increase comes by the strength of the ox. Where the crib is clean, there is no increase. The suffering servant, the strength of that ox, is the third face and the fourth face in the Gospel of John. The Apostle of Jesus Christ, John the Revelator, gives us the eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, the four faces, for what reason? God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? Because he wants to reveal himself in and through his body as bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, as the body of the Christ that will reveal him in the last days unto perfection. Paul put it this way. I was crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Christ lives in you. Yes, that's the Father in you. Ephesians 4. A God that is above all, Father of all, and in us all. Who is that? Jesus. The Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Son of God is the Christ, which is that spirit. And now it's come to us because he became a man that died, buried, rose again as a perfect, spotless, blameless lamb, and went back to his former glory, glorified with the Father's own self. He is the Father, emptied out of glory, made himself of no reputation, became a man, perfect, spotless, blameless, tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin, died, buried, rose again, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, with the glory he had with the Father before the foundation of the world. How many spirits are there? One. Who is he? Jesus. What are his faces? Four. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, as declared by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How do we ascertain it? By simply reading and receiving, setting this to our seal that the testimony of God is true. And we believe in him who God hath sent. Who did he send? His word. Not a second person of the Godhead. The word is the Father revealed. The Word is the expression office of that Spirit. The Word is the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God manifest. How did He manifest? In a body of flesh, becoming one of us. So, there in the first season of God, in the three different seasons, and at these three seasons, you literally in the Old Testament would present yourself to the place where God had placed His name. In Jerusalem. And as you know from the heavenly aerial view of Jerusalem is a sheen. Or the name of God. And he said you will go to that place where I have placed my name. During these three seasons. That feast. That season of Passover unleavened bread. The season of Pentecost season of weeks, feast of weeks, and the last season, the season, the feast of tabernacles. So the three seasons, Passover, 
first season. Second season, Pentecost, happened 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come. And then the final season, which is upon us now, Tabernacles. There's three seasons. In the Old Testament, they gathered the people of God at the place where he had called and placed his name in those three seasons. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Jesus, he is the fulfillment of all these seasons. All these moed, the divine appointments of God with man that we find in Leviticus 23, which were given for our examples. And it breaks those, those seasons down into feast of the Lord, which are the moed, which are the divine appointments of God with man. Now, that first one in the season, the first season of Pentecost, we have three feasts. The feast of Passover, the feast of unleavened bread, and then the feast of first fruits, three feasts. Of course, we know that that on that feast of Passover in the Old Testament, they're having an exodus out of Egypt. They take a lamb, keep it up four days without spot of blemish, a male of the first year. Keep it up four days, make sure it has no spot or blemish. And then they literally slay that lamb, take the blood, put it upon the littles and the doorpost of the house, and then roast it all night long and eat it. And be ready to go out in the morning. Your, your feet still shod. Because you're literally exiting the Egypt, the world. Therefore, Jesus, who is our Passover, Christ our Passover, sacrificed for us. And was kept up. Four days that he entered into Jerusalem before Cephas, Pilate, and Herod. Four days, and they said, Pilate says, I find no fault in the man. He is declared to be the spotless, blameless son of God, the perfect, spotless, blameless lamb. And then we find they crucify him. What what do we do? I can release unto you Barabbas or this Jesus. They want Barabbas. Bar, son, Chaldean, Name for son, Bar, Abbas, the false son of the father, Barabbas, Bar, son, Abbas, father, but Chaldean term, Babylonian. And that's the Babylonian Jesus we have today as the second person of the Godhead. They had rather have that Jesus, that Bar, Abbas, that false son of God, son of Abba, father, daddy. Rather than Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. Jesus is God, the Lord Jehovah, manifest, is our salvation. God is our salvation. We have to move from Barabbas to the true Jesus. And that's what God's doing now for those that have an ear to hear. Somebody said, well, I've been in this church all my life. Well, friend, I was raised Baptist. And after I got in the word of God and know that I was called especially in the ministry. I've sat down and read for three years. My wife went to work, paid all the bills, and I sat down and literally with a strong concordance and a Bible in my hand for three years, read the Word of God, and from Genesis to Revelation, cover to cover, seeking the Lord. And it just did not mesh 
with current denominational Christ. And due to that, we're going to be judged by the Word of God, not through the denominations. We're going to be judged by the Word of God. Well, you start reading the Word of God. He's going to show you He's one. That Jesus is that Father of glory. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. There's not another. And He's revealing it to us in His four faces. Well, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, lion, man, ox, and eagle, Jesus shows forth His four faces so that we can have this treasure in earthen vessels. And it's hid. We know it's hid because Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, tells us that this is a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ that God is revealing to us now. He's not speaking to us in parables. He's showing us plainly of the Father. We've got to enter in. We have to believe the report. We have to set this to our seal that God is true. Believe in Him whom He has sent. The Word made flesh is God Almighty the Father. One and the same. And we find it over and over in the Word of God. The Pharisees, the religious sect of that day, did not understand it. Sadducees didn't. We find in John 8, 13, they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself, your record is not true. Much what people say about Jesus today. You bear record of yourself, your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I'm not alone. I am my Father that sent me. He said, it's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. Well, wait a minute. They only see one man standing there. Well, there's the problem. We don't understand that Jesus is that other man. He is that Father of glory. There's our problem. So Jesus said, it's written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I'm one that bear witness of myself. Standing there in flesh and flesh and blood, right there before the Pharisees. And my Father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. Jesus is that invisible spirit. He is that Father revealed, but they didn't get it. And many don't get it today. They got to bust him up into a trinity. No, he is God. He is the Father of glory. And Jesus goes on, and notice that he says, it's written in your law, the testimony. He changes that record to testimony. This is very important for the testimony of Jesus in Revelation 19.10. We have to understand what that testimony of Jesus is, that he is God manifest. He is the Father revealed. And he's doing it through flesh, his own body of flesh and blood. Jesus said, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. He changed his record to testimony. And he says, I'm one, the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness. Now he's going to the two witnesses. I am one that beareth witness of myself. Here's one witness. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's your two witnesses. What are the two witnesses, witnesses today? What are the two witnesses of Revelation 11? What is that glory that's going to be revealed? What is that kingdom of God that's going to be revealed? Well, number one, it's Christ, the Holy Ghost, God himself, Jesus, through to the other witness is 
the body of Christ. You guessed it, friend. That's the work of the ministry. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Not has come, is come. Still coming in flesh. That's 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. And John tells us, Hereby try you the spirits to see whether they are of God. Try them. Yes, why? Because there's many false prophets that's entered into the world. Many, not just some. We have over 32,000 different Christian denominations on the face of this earth. Now, that's hard to believe, but it is. Different factions and isms, schisms, doctrines of dogmas, different ideas and thinks of, of salvation and who is Jesus, who is Christ, who is he? But God's bringing his people into the full knowledge of Jesus Christ for the full testimony of Jesus Christ. And Jesus has given us that testimony right there in, in John 8. He said, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I'm one that bear witness of myself as the body, flesh and blood standing there, and my Father that sent me. He beareth witness of me. He's the other man. What man? How can God be a man? Well, take a look at John 3.13. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Not a human, but man, who is God himself. Manifest in flesh. John 3.13. Jesus sitting there and standing there before his apostles, saying and stating that he is the only one that has ascended up to heaven, that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. There's your kingdom office. He is the Word. Made manifest. God, the Father revealed. John 3.13 As if you chew on that a while, as you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you see, oh my there's some deep and secret hidden things in God which in him are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God's revealing it to his people now to those that have an ear to hear and will move and act on it. He's doing it right now. Jesus showed who the testimony is and the two witnesses right there in John 8. I'm one that bear witness myself and my father that sent me. He beareth witness of me. They ask him point blank, where is your father? We don't see him. Jesus, you're standing there, but we don't see another man. They don't understand that Jesus is uh, the embodiment of God himself. God manifest in the flesh. God incarnate. Not a second person, the Godhead incarnate. God himself. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty manifest in flesh. They said, where is your father. They say the same thing today. They separate the man, Jesus, from the father. Bad mistake. That is why we have a false Christ. Because Jesus goes on to say, they ask him, where is your father? He said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my father also. Really? Yes, because you're looking at him. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in Christ Jesus bodily. 
Colossians 2, 9. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15. He is the Christ, that spirit, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. There's not another. If you have this revelation of Christ, you're born of God. 1 John 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man, that He is that Spirit revealed. He is that Spirit. He is the Father. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And this is the victory to overcome the world, even our faith. That faith is Christ. Delivered to us. Every man the measure of faith. True life that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Has dealt to every man the measure of faith. But we have denied it. We won't give him the glory of the Father. Well, Jesus goes on. Said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known the Father. The question is, where's your Father? Said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my Father. Then he says, you're from beneath, I'm from above. You're from above? Jesus is not saying he's an E.T., an extraterrestrial. That he is the Spirit, God himself, manifest in flesh. First Timothy, First Timothy 3.16. You're of this world. I'm not of this world. God, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, the Tetragrammaton, the Yodah, Yahweh, Jehovah, Elohim, El Shaddai, is not of this world. The world's creation. Taking this God and changing him into that of a corruptible, of the corruptible creation. Romans 1. Well, change this glory. This, this God Almighty into that of a corruptible thing. That's the reason when Jesus died on the cross and but he will not suffer his holy one to see corruption. Jesus said, uh, I, I'm coming. The devil has nothing in me. No darkness at all in him. Well, Jesus stated there, you're of the world. I'm not of the world. Moreover, he speaks these words into treasure. No man laid hands on him because the hour has not yet come. He goes on and says, carry his own. He says, whether I go, you cannot come. I go my way. Where's he going? He's going back to the Father. He came from the Father, manifest in the world, the world, the Word made flesh. He's going back to where he was before, glorified with the Father's own self. That man made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Well, they say, well, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. Jesus stated in John 8, 24, except you believe that I the man looking at you, that I am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not, he spake to them of the father. That's John 8, 13 through 27. Don't miss it, neighbor. That's what God's doing now. He's showing us. Are the prophets, do they hate God? Well, they, they've missed God in stating that Trump will be uh, the second term. He's not. Will he come again? Probably. Who knows? But that's up to God. He sets over the nations a basis of sorts. That's the Lord's business. We do our civil duty, our civic duty and voting and whatever the case is, but we pray for those that are in authority. And whoever's in authority, 
I'm going to pray for it because God said do it. Because there's no power that beats it's not ordained of God. And we understand that. Of course, we work for righteousness. It's better to obey God rather than the man. We understand that. But what we're saying here is we have to take the real revelation of Jesus and we've missed the mark. We have to correct it. And to correct it, we have to give him the glory of the Father. The Son is the Father revealed. And this is a revelation that will take the whole earth. Before the second coming of Jesus, second advent, when the Jesus comes the second time without sin and salvation for the salvation of his saints. That's what he's doing now. That's the reason for HIV. That's the reason for Ebola. That's the reason for the locusts and, and uh, Madagascar, etc. That's the reason for COVID-19. He said there'd be famine, pestilence, sword, noise, and beast. Why? Not to destroy us, but to get us to turn to him, the true Jesus, the true Christ. Now, we have to humble ourselves. Now, be big man, big handmaid of God. We have to humble ourselves and say, God, it's your glory. You are the Father of glory. We give you that glory. Every knee and every bow is going, every knee and every, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That's not master. That's curious. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, to the glory of the Father. Not to the glory of the Son, the glory of the Father. The Son is the Father revealed. So these are the four faces. The four faces of Jesus, lion, man, ox, and eagle. The death, feast of Passover. Burial, feast of unleavened bread. Resurrection, feast of first fruits. There is your first season, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the first season. Now we go to the second season. What's the second season? Well, that's a feast of weeks. The feast of Pentecost. So we find the first four faces of Jesus. Who he is. The way, the truth, and life as revealed to us in Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, Gospel according to Mark, Gospel according to Luke and Gospel according to John. Then he carries us into the second season, which is Pentecost, Acts, the second chapter. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, not a day early, not a day late, right on time, suddenly it came a sound of a rushing mighty wind. There's a suddenly going to happen now. And God's preparing us for that suddenly for the work of the ministry that we are all called for, Ephesians 4.12, in the body of Christ, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, not denominations, the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. That's not gnosko. That's not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit and not after the flesh, just having Christ in us, but being to the measure of Jesus Christ, epi, not gnosko, but epi-gnosko, coming to a higher glory in Jesus, from glory to glory, to the image of Jesus Christ, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And that's where we're at. That's what's happening. That's the reason for the judgments of God. And these will become more pronounced as we come closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, very simply, we now have the four faces, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's a feast of Passover, a feast of unleavened bread, a feast of first fruits. 
There, we go to the second season, Feast of Pentecost, Acts the second chapter. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Not from their mind, but from the Spirit of man gave the utterance. So being in the Spirit, he speaketh mysteries unto God, baptized with the Holy Ghost and that with fire. Now what season are we going in? The last season. The season of tabernacles. And it is the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. The Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, is Rosh, the head, Shana, of the new year, the new thing that God is doing, and it's brought in by two witnesses. That's what we see in Revelation 11. It's for the work of the ministry. This is where we're at now. That's what God is preparing his body for now. Preparing us for the final sealing and the apocalyptic seal in Revelation 7 for those that have an ear to hear and sealing the servants of our God in their forehead, the mind of Christ. What? For the work of the ministry. Because this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations and then the end will come. It's all Jesus. Every season is Jesus. Somebody says, well, that seed generation of that last generation that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's them. No, it's not. It's Christ through them. It's the work of the ministry, not our ministry, the Jesus ministry. And this gospel of the kingdom, Christ through you, Christ in you declaring who he is, his eternal power and Godhead, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, into all the world, for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. God is revealing those four faces. The four faces is that he is God and God alone. We are to proclaim this in our earthen vessels. And that is what John is saying is how you discern whether it's Christ or an Antichrist. In 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4, he tells us explicitly, plainly, that hereby try ye the spirits to see whether they are of God. How do we do that? Because there's many false prophets that's entered into the world. Many, not some, many. All these voices out there, who knows what to believe? Believe the word. Believe the word of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, that spirit, that is the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, Christ, that spirit, that quickening spirit, that man, Christ Jesus, then his resurrection, all power in heaven and earth was given unto him. That righteousness that Jesus said in John 16, I'll no more speak to them in Proverbs I'll show you plainly of the Father. He's doing it now. We're proclaiming that through him, not through us, through his word. That's what he's doing now. For those that have an ear to hear, that's going to be used of God in the last days in the real, true Christ rather than something in lieu of Christ and Antichrist. And he said, this is how you discern it. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, that spirit, the Father of glory, 
the Lord Jesus, that he sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, one and the self-same spirit, not a different one, not God Jr., not a second person of the Godhead, but Jesus Christ, God himself, is come, not has come. You may have a translation in the Bible that says has come. No, it's not has come. It's a present imperfect tense. That means that is and is still coming in the flesh. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. It's present in perfect tense. It means it's presently still happening, and it hasn't been perfected yet because it's still in process, going from glory to glory. Why? For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure. This is a treasure hidden in Christ Jesus, revealed to us through the Spirit, through his Spirit, Christ, Jesus himself, Christ in you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that that excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He is that spirit. Not spirit junior. Not the son of God. The son of God is the father. He is the word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is God Almighty. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Stand therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage or various denominations, chism, doctrines of dogmas, and all these uh, bondages that we get into. Stand there in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If I build those things which I have been forgiven of, I make myself a transgressor. O oh, you foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not believe the truth. Well, we have to believe the truth. Otherwise, we're cast out. We can fail of the grace of God. That if we tasted the heavenly gift and the powers of the world to come, if we turn back, it's impossible again to renew them, seeing that we crucify afresh again the Son of God. We don't want to do that. We want to give him the glory of the Father. God's calling his people now. The ones in Trinity, they prophesied, they missed. Why? Well, it was the Spirit, all right. But it's showing us that we missed the mark. Why? Because he's wanting us to change it onto the true Christ, the real Jesus, the true revelation that he is God. He is the Father. He is the Word. The Son of God is the Father revealed. We do that, we're right back on track. So any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. That Jesus Christ is that spirit, Christ in you, revealed in flesh, the body of the Christ right now. You're doing it one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done unto me, Jesus said. This is me you're doing. You're the temple of the living God. You're not your own. You're bought with a, with a price, the holy, uh, precious blood of Jesus Christ. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You do it one of the least of these, my brethren. You've done it unto me. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live is for Christ to be revealed. I'm a living epistle. Not doing mine own will, but the will of God. God worketh in you, both the will and the do of his own good pleasure to bring him glory. Not you, not me, but him glory. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. You say that Jesus is not the Father of glory? 
You've missed it. We, we bust asunder. How do we do it? This is, uh, he said, the spirit of Antichrist. If you do not confess that Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God himself, he has come in the flesh. You said, no, he's not come in the flesh. He is not that Father of glory. He's not that Word. He's not that Holy Ghost. Then you've denied that faith. He said, any spirit confesses that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God, and is that spirit of Antichrist. There's your Antichrist, friend. It's so easy to miss that mark. We have to give him the glory of the Father. And then do obedience to do his will. Now with that said, that's the reason he showed his four faces, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, for us to follow the way, the truth, and the life, who our forerunner has already entered in, our elder brother. This revelation of Christ, that he is God, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us. How did they speak? By the Spirit of Christ prophesying by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Who? Moses spake by the Spirit of Christ. It was not Moses. It was Jesus. He is that God. All things were created by Jesus. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, A, Asher, Mayim, Vayadayers. Who created Colossians 1.16, all things were made by him. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. So therefore we have four levels. First, newborn babes. Now he's getting us to little children where we know that Jesus is the father. First John 2 Verse 12 through 14. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you have known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Then he said, I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. You have fulfilled Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. Now you're going to be vessels unto honor meat for the master's use in the work of the ministry. The everlasting gospel being preached in all the world for witness in all nations in the end will come. He's getting us on track now in the true revelation of Christ, which is the last book of the Bible, the Word of God, the Biblion, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not the Antichrist, Jesus Christ. Through the words of the book of this prophecy, through the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, we're becoming one with him. There, Jesus shown his four faces and us to follow the way, the truth, and the life as he is our example in him. We see that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then we come to the book of Acts 2,000 years ago. If we've had the Pentecostal experience, neighbor, you had that evidence of speaking in other tongues filled with the Holy Ghost and that with fire, there's another step in final glory. The little children have gone to young men. 1 John 2, 12-14. And that is fulfilling of Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, the second and third chapter, the overcomers. 
Then in Revelation 4 and 5, we see these four and 20 elders with four and 20 seats in heaven and four beasts. We see these four faces. We see these four beasts. We see these four zoe, Z-O-E, the living creatures, which are the redeemed of the Lord, singing the song of the redeemed, which is the song of the Lamb. And in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, we see that these four beasts, lion, man, calf, and eagle, there are the four beasts before the throne of God singing the song of the redeemed. They're not angels. They're the church in a higher glory. And in Revelation 6, we see that these beasts are the ones that say, come and see. And it was a white horse rider. They are the ones preaching the everlasting gospel of the kingdom to all the world for witness and all nations. God's calling you and me for that. And he's doing it now. The judgments are in the earth for us to move to come to the real God, the real Jesus, the real Lord. Come and let us return to the Lord. He's torn, he'll heal us. He's smitten, he will bind us up. He has literally these plagues that come upon the earth in his judgments for one reason. To reveal him that he is God. And there's not another. You'll find that in Deuteronomy 32. Read that chapter and then you'll understand that God controls all in his sovereignty. Not to destroy mankind, but to get mankind to come to him. So they will not be lost and forever lost. For the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. That hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And if we go there, we go there as trespassers. God never wanted us to go to hell. So if we go there, we go there because we're convinced of all of our ungodly deeds, which we've ungodly committed and literally despising the grace of God and the move of the Holy Ghost to say, come, come unto me. I'll save all that come unto me. Come and let us return to the Lord. For he has torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. This is what's going on now. Well, he is the Christ. And that is so important in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all these Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Capital F, that's God Almighty. When it signified and testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, not Christ Jr., not a second person of the Godhead, but Christ, that Spirit, is going to make himself a body of flesh and blood. If you haven't seen that broken down, go to the Revelation of Jesus on our podcast and it will break it down for you. Get ready for the greatest move of God through the body of Christ that this world has ever seen or will ever see again on this side of the coming of the Lord, this second time without sin and salvation, the second advent. Looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, Titus 2.13. Let's go to that real Christ. Let's get that real rock. Let us all be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we suffer. Because 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the spirit. Christ is in you. Who is in you? Ephesians 4 said, 
the God that is above all, the Father of all, and in us all, the Father. So when we have that revelation of Christ, we know he's the Father. We know he is the Word of the Holy Ghost. We know he is the Son, because the Son of God is the Father revealed. The express image of his singular person. Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 3. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Holy Ghost, that he is the Father, he is the Word. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. He is Antichrist. 1 John 2, 22, read it, neighbor. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father. Why have I denied the Father? Because the Christ is the Father. Jesus is that Christ. He is the Father of glory. He has denied the Father and the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. He that acknowledges the Son has the Father already. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed. 2 John 9, if any any man abide not in this doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of Christ, only one, it's not several different ways to get to heaven, any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Now let's all give heed to the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Jesus Christ, that he is preparing us for the greatest move that he's ever done or will do again in through the body of Christ, revealing himself in us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. That's the work of the ministry, being preached unto all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. So, these are the four faces. Lion, man, ox, eagle. That face has four faces. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. He's revealed it to us. We're proclaiming it. You're proclaiming it, hopefully, to your people, to your households, to your neighbors, to your friends. God has shown forth his glory. He's shown it in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He is that spirit. Not spirit junior. Don't miss that. 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is that spirit, capital S. And there's various, various titles of the spirit. You know, Jehovah Tadishki, Jehovah Rafa, Jehovah Rafika, Jehovah Tadishki, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rafika, Jehovah Shama. It's all the Jehovah titles. He is the El Shaddai, the Almighty. He is the Elohim, Prola Velawa. He is all that God is from the Allah through the top, the A to the Z, the Alpha to the Omega. That is, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Walking in the liberty and the power of the Holy Ghost. Not fulfilling our will, but the will of God. Then he says, we all with open face. Now our face is to come into that same face of Jesus. We all with open face, we have to be open to this truth. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the word of God, are changed into the same image. Not something lesser. A joint heir with Jesus. 
Christ in you, revealing Christ. We're changed into the same image from glory to glory. What are those glories? First, newborn babes. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They're still on milk, have need of milk and not a strong meat. But then they go to little children, which in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. You're born of the water and the spirit, Acts 2, 38. For the remission of your sins, baptize the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Now, you've come to, from babe to little children. Now, we're going to Revelation 2nd and Revelation 3rd chapter, Overcomers. I write to you, young men, because the Word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. How did you do it? Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but you transform by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. That's how you do the will of God. Those are young men. We read about them in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. Now we're coming to the fathers. Revelation 4, Revelation 5, they are the living creatures. They are in the image of Jesus Christ. They, Jesus is the lion, man, ox, and eagle, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now we have the same lion, man, calf, and eagle. Calf's going to grow up to be the full ox. But starting out as... Uh, the same faces of Jesus in and through the body of Christ in these cherubim, the living creatures. And they are the ones that will say, come and see, Revelation 6. And come and see, come, moving them to the gospel and see the revelation of Jesus. And they are the lion, man, ox, and eagle. The lion, man, calf, and eagle will go into a lion, man, calf, and ox, and eagle. And there you have it. We jump track, body of Christ for so long, has taken the Nicene Creed and the Chalcedonian definition of God as a Trinity for too long. Now God's correcting us because He loves us. He wants us to come into the true revelation of who He is. It is a revelation of Jesus Christ, and He's doing it now. So this is the four phases. These are the four phases of the one face of Jesus that he's moving us into now. And these judgments are not to destroy mankind. It's simply to move us into the revelation, the true rock, the true Christ. So neighbor, we love you. We praise God for you. We're praying for you. If this has moved you, you'd like to uh, hear and become one with us. We'd like to meet you. And uh, no two can walk together except to be agreed. If you have questions, you'd like to have some answers, we would gladly receive your questions and get back to you. Uh, if you agree 100%, we're walking together in the unity of the faith. We'll give us a call. We'd like to meet you, and there's strength in uh, uh, that threefold course, not easy broken. Let's join together in the unity of the faith. Well, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying until the next time, be hope the real Jesus.